You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Hi, I am Ahanu, and on behalf of Angel Rose, I want to welcome you to this interview today on World of Empowerment Radio with Shirley Ward. I met Shirley Ward 30 years ago in Ireland. In fact, she was one of the early pioneers of health and using spirituality as a means to grow in awareness and in consciousness through her work as a pre and perinatal psychotherapist. And it benefited me hugely at the time because I was coming out of the death of my first son and it was an enormous help to me. And I didn't realize the vast experience that she had in this whole field because she's in her 80s now and she has been working for all of her life helping people through birth trauma. At this stage, it's interesting how the, everything revolves around our connections and our contacts and our own soul journeys. And we met again when I brought Angel Rose to Ireland in 2012. And we visited Shirley in her new home in County Clare in Ireland. And we had a very interesting discussion at that point in time. In fact, we turned it into a video that we have on YouTube and I'll put the link to it down below because we were talking about the Mayan calendar and her work and how it was very timely that her, her work should become known to the world at that point in time. And we spoke also during that interview in 2012 about, uh, we spoke with her colleague, her longtime colleague, uh, Alison Hunter and her partner, Carmel. And it was interesting how out of that work that they have done, the three of them, through their business called Amethyst Resource for Human Development, she created these three books that we have published. And the first book that she wrote back then, I think was we published first published in 2014, was called Fractals from the Womb. And Fractals from the Womb is a journey through pre and perinatal psychotherapy. And it's an intriguing insight into our early beginnings and their influences on our character and personality and our relationships with our family, our work and the wider implications of that worldwide. And her second book then followed on from that. In fact, it was, it was in lots of ways, it was like a rewrite, but an updated version called Healing Birth, Healing Earth. And that was also a journey through her years of pre and perinatal psychotherapy and psychology. And it's an extraordinary and much needed study of a sadly neglected area of therapy. And she set out clearly her discoveries around birth trauma and her work is richly embedded with case studies from her long career. Her final book in the series, well I won't say final because she's 81 and she still has more books in her and we'll hear about that in the interview but the third book in that series so far is birth earth our future because what she does is she outlines how the resolution of birth trauma uh, and and our conception and birth defines who we are and how we relate to each other the earth and our future and she recognizes 
the profound shift that's occurring and encourages everybody to work towards how we heal our birth trauma subsequently helps heal the earth. It's an intriguing insight and it comes from her understanding of how we are all a fractal of the conception, gestation and birth of ourselves and the universe. And our journey from conception to birth defines who we are and how we relate to each other. So have a listen to this interview. And if you do want to contact Shirley, she gives out her contact details at the end. So let's go ahead now and bring on Angel Rose and Shirley Ward. You're very welcome, Shirley. It's good to see you again. Hello. <laughs> the, last time we, the last time we met was in uh, County Clare when Alison was alive, 2012. Yes, but we met later, didn't we, in uh, Bunratty? We did. Oh, we did too. We did. Yes, yeah. we did. Oh, that's right. That one escaped me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, now, so tell us how things are going in the aftermath of Alison's death. And, and I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to circle this around so as to talk about birth trauma and your work with the uh, pre and perinatal psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. What, since Alison died? Yes. Well, it's been difficult and we miss her terribly. Mm. Um, but we've had COVID, you see, in between. Because right. she, died, she died on the um, 8th of November 2019, which was just before uh, the COVID lockdown. Right. And, uh, and so we've had a pretty difficult time because we were evicted, of course, from the, the house that was the centre. And yeah. so we've had the whole move. And because of COVID, we couldn't have anyone to help us. And so I don't know where this comes from, uh, <laughs> from a birth script, but it's certainly, uh, I had no one to help me. And at the age of 80, wow. I moved, and, and Carmel at her age too, yeah. we had a 10 room center to move. We couldn't sell anything because nobody wanted anything because of COVID. And nobody yeah. would come because of COVID. Yeah. And so this is how it's been. And so yeah. it's been quite a difficult time. And we both have, um, I've got an apartment and Carmel has got a house. She's in Killaloo, but we're about 15 miles apart. Right. And so yeah. this is yeah. also difficult. But all and, those uh, difficulties, Shirley, they didn't stop you from writing. And you've continued to write two super books, one being Healing Birth, Healing Earth, and the other... Um, uh, uh, birth earth our future along with yes. the republishing of fractals from the womb so it hasn't stopped you being productive well no but you see the wonderful thing is I, I worked so hard during my lifetime then I wrote the other book eight years ago fractals um, because I knew I needed to document our work right but when COVID started and we had the lockdown oh wow it, the time was a real gift it's the first time in my life I've had the luxury of actually sitting down and documenting and collating stuff and writing. And the first time I've had the silence and the time to meditate and the time to, to be, yes. to get this stuff on paper. Now- well, That's interesting because Angie Rose has pointed out many times too, how COVID was actually of great benefit to some people and, and and to animals and the environment, because everything mm -hmm. just went quiet and settled down and no traffic and no pollution. 
you know. You read my poem on on human lockdown from the viewpoint of the animals. Yeah. I did. Send I, I don't think the alligators in Florida minded having the beaches all to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I was able to tune in as well with the animal world. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my cat. I've I've, um, I've lost two cats in three months, which is quite extraordinary. Um, I had uh, Simi, who was Alison's cat, and he was nearly twenty, and right. he died of old age. Yeah. But then um, last week I had to have Tommy put down and he was the eldest of my triplets because um, I've got triplets and I've got two left here. I've never ha only had two cats because the animals have always been a great part of my life. Right. Yes. But, I, you know, this integration of animals and people, um, I, I knew my kittens when they were conceived, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd, I'd linked in even yeah. with the, the animal world. And I knew my kittens before they were born. Yeah. And, uh, and Tommy, he was um, a spontaneous, happy cat. He didn't care a thing about doing anything wrong. If he got into trouble, he didn't care. Yeah. And I said, you know, boy, you've taught me a lot because I'm not going to care anymore about what people think about what I'm doing. Right. And if I'm if I'm way out and the things that I'm saying and doing, you look at me as if I've got two heads, and they do. Right, and yeah. Look yeah. people, you know. Well, I've, and, I've seen that in the past because mm. of the work that you're doing. It is pioneering. There's no doubt about it. There mm. are other people around the world that are starting to to understand it and start to investigate it a little bit more. But mm. you're the one who I have known all these years who have tackled it head on. So can you tell us mm. where? Whereabouts it is now? Like she should describe it first. Describe, yeah, describe. Can you what describe you mean? your work to our audience, Shirley? Because there'd be a lot of people who don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I believe we don't know enough. We know more about the underwater, under the oceans. We know more about the moon, and of course, they're off to the moon again. Yes. And that's fine because we may going to need the moon if we don't. Yeah. If we don't deal and heal the planet, yeah, we're going to need to live on the moon. And people say, "Yeah, I'm dark, you know," but it's not, because one of the things I'm I'm looking at at the moment is, you know, to conceive, estate, birth, and bring up a child for the third millennium. Um, we need the knowledge of womb experience. You know, those people in the world who are looking from. Uh, preconception and conception and birth and how this relates to how we we relate to ourselves to people and the planet mm -hmm. uh, it's all there and so you know parents to be uh, and this is what I'm really looking at parents to be um, you know for the child to be physically mentally uh, intellectually psychologically um, and spiritually healthy and then parents need to have access to the knowledge of the good things that happen from conception to birth and how they can uh, foster this. Yeah. Uh, and possibly, I, you know, a lot of this work could be negative and it's not. I try not to write it negatively. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, the negative things that happen to us in the womb are the things we destroy the planet and nature with 
right. like selfishness and money and wanting this and wanting that and it yeah. you know it doesn't matter what we do to the planet and so yeah. many people are still doing that and so that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to um i'm trying to see what sort of new humanity um do we need to produce you know for to save the planet mm -hmm. and i've just come just come across um jean houston again of course and she would be there she's always she's always in the forefront um you know the quest of rose and she's looking at the future of humans and she's got a trilogy out which i didn't know about uh, so i'm having a look to see what her ideas are and there's there's other people who have written i've got um i think there's um thomas verney has just written another one called uh, the embodied mind yeah and it's like the consciousness on the planet by the people who were pioneering this stuff are really looking at what sort of humanity are we moving into? What are we evolving mm -hmm. into? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, uh, and I think that I, is it's really where I am. Right. Can I ask you a question? <clears throat> and it's to do with our parents and obviously their parents and going back through our own ancestry. Do you find yourself, Shirley, being somewhat forgiving of our parents because they just didn't know any better. Do you, do you feel of that? Of course. Yeah, I believe that there's usually one person, if not two, in a family who are helping to heal their own ancestors right. and, healing, and healing the future, healing yes. so that we move into the future. I, I've always believed this. And, and I know my own strengths in a way of, of our family were very fragmented. My, my father was the eldest of 10. Yeah, he was born in 1915, and his mother lived through the First World War. Yeah, and my mother was the youngest of six, and her mother lived through the First World War with six children. With the husband, my grandfather was in the Dardanelles for four years, so my mother never knew her father till he came back. Yeah, and so, you know, this is painful stuff. Yes. My grandmother was very, very strong. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she brought six children up. And yeah. I don't know how the other grandmother did. I didn't yeah. know her very well. But, um, you know, there was a lot of um, conflict in the families. And I hope that I'm, I've been helping. I was the eldest granddaughter. Mm. And I've got an uncle. I mean, I'm 81, the eldest granddaughter. And I've got an uncle who's only three years older than me. But, you know, we talk and, and hopefully there's healing in the family. Yeah. Yeah, it has to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, you know. And what, let me ask you, in terms of, we can understand how the parents who came through two world wars, we can understand the, the, the difficulties that they came through. But what about parents, young parents today, like who are, who are bringing children into the world now, who haven't experienced the, the kind of trauma of world war, what difficulties are they encountering that would lead to birth trauma? You know, what, what do they need to tackle? Or what are they, what are the issues that they're dealing with? I, I mean, I immediately go to drugs and alcohol on, on the negative side. Right, yeah. But I think there's a lot of good stuff happening with young people today. Okay. I, I, you know, we can't just dismiss 
the good stuff that's happening. There's right. a lot of young people out there who love their babies. There's a lot of um, single mothers. There's more single mothers. And, right. you know, in a sense, um, some of the fathers don't want to know. Um, okay. But I, I don't know. I, I'm wondering whether this is a gender issue. Mm. Mm. I, have, I haven't really looked at it because... Um, you know, over the last two years, and I've been on my own and, and and trying to work. But I'm wondering whether it's a gender issue. You know, uh, men have the power, and yet we've had this very strong uh, feminine, you know, the feminine movement. Yes. Um, and the, um, you know, the the gay and lesbian and trans transvestite, they're coming into their own, and you know, there's there's families now with. There's, uh, you know, two women with a baby and two men with a, mm. a baby. This is, uh, they're not problems, but mm. they're different. Different, right. you know, it's a different life. It's a different lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how many people accept this. You know how much forgiveness yeah. there is, how much acceptance there is. Yeah. I, you know, and I think some of these young folk. Uh, are very aware of it. They're even bringing it out in Emmerdale on, you know, in in the uh, soap operas. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're public issues that they're yes, grasping to right. try and deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So these problems, they're they've never they've never been encountered before. Obviously. Um, mm. So, do you think we'll ever arrive at a place where birth trauma will not be a problem anymore? No. I don't think so. It can be better. It can be, um, what's the word? Uh, no, not for everyone. Right. No, I, I don't think so. But I think <laughs> that there's a certain percentage of yeah. people in, in the world. And it was happening. You know, there are certain strong people. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty strong. And I think, why am I strong like this? You know, I I was I had a lot of problems. I was born during the war. I was born in 1941, mm. but but Britain and I was born in England. Um, in those days, towards the end of the war, and I put it in my first book for my parents. They were so happy at the end of the war. They were so positive. Things mm. were going to be better. Yeah. Everything was going to be better. It would mm. never be like this. Well, yeah. it has been, unfortunately. But they gave me this positive, um, I don't know what you call it, personality, if you want. Right. I never stop. You know, yeah. I, I'm determined. I'm determined to get this out. Yeah. I am not dying yet. I've got, mm -hmm. I haven't got time. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got time to die. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this, I, I mean, you know, I'm being looked after. Uh, yeah. And the house that I'm paying, the, this apartment that I'm paying rent for, has got a lease on for 25 years. I said, fantastic. I can live to be 105. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I, 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 can't, I can't tell you how much I want to get this message out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when we're messing around with people not buying books and I don't know, yeah. or not understanding it and somebody's reading it at the moment, so surely I'm having to read every page twice. I said, right. great. Good. You know, yeah. you yeah. obviously one of twins. <laughs> <laughs>
So, uh, so certainly I have a question for people our age. Okay, what are some of the patterns that you see in people our age in terms of birth trauma? Because I mean, I have my own issues with not being a wanted pregnancy. And my daughter had a, a twin that died in the womb. And I'd like to know mm -hmm. what, what, the, what are the effects of those sorts of things, like especially the twin. So you, so you lost a baby, you lost? No, my daughter, my daughter. Yeah, she had twins in the womb and one, one passed away very early on. Mm. Okay, so she just had the one little girl as a preemie. She came out early. Yeah. I, well, I mean, things like we spend the time looking for that twin. And I always say that people didn't treat Elvis Presley right because he was one of twins. Oh, was he? Okay. Yes, his twin died mm. uh, just before birth or just after birth. And he was one of twins. And I see in Elvis, it, 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 what was he looking for in his life? Such a wonderful voice and the music, but onto drugs and so on. And, and it's this sort of thing. I think one of the major things is, um, is the loss. Yeah. The loss of the twin. I mean, this is why I'm worried about my cats. They've been together since they were conceived. And I've got two here who are really mourning Tommy not being here. Yeah. And, you know, animals do grieve, mm -hmm. but it, it's the same sort of thing when there's been a loss. You have to deal with the, with the bereavement. Mm -hmm. And often some of the problems um, of the one, I mean, how old is the child now that lost the twin? She's, she's four. And how is she, you know? You know, she's the sweetest child until my daughter had another baby. And she's extremely jealous. But, you know, I have a feeling that the little girl she had is the twin that was lost. Because, oh, yes. because she seems to be, she was totally so afraid to love her. You know, I saw that. that uh, it's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah, so she, on one hand, she loves her to pieces. On the other hand, she'd whack her across the head and, you know, want to get rid of her. You know, so it's, it's quite a, an interesting phenomenon because I never experienced my own kid being jealous like that. Well, maybe maybe it's not jealousy. Maybe it's uh, not understanding that she is, you know, she lost a twin, but here she is with another baby. Mm. And who is it? Right. Yeah. I, I think I think the baby, the second baby she has is is the twin that was lost in the womb. So mm. that's that's my feeling. And I had a feeling from my four-year-old granddaughter that she's terrified to love her because she's already lost her once. You know, and she doesn't want to lose her again. So that's what I got when I tuned into her. Like, why are you so mm. afraid of this? You know, like, what's the big deal? Why can't you share? She's better now. But boy, was she a holy yeah. terror, wasn't she, Hannah? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I tend to see that when we, when we lose babies, there is this theory that it's a little soul who wants to come back and either isn't ready and needs to leave again and then come back again, which some people would sound absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, we have to look at people's beliefs. Mm. We're not all Christians. We're not all Hindus. We're not, you know, we, we are all different in our, our yeah. spirituality. And many people have gone away from, um, you know, the, the religions and, and come into their own spirituality and on their own spiritual path. 
Yeah. And maybe that's what it's about. You know, we are all on a spiritual... It is a sacred journey. Yeah. But, you know, if um, if that little embryo or that little fetus comes back and they're not ready, they're going to leave. Mm. And th this seems <laughs> simple for me to say, but it's not. But it's very painful to the parents who where, who it happens to. Yeah. And so if you you know if your daughter lost that that baby maybe it wasn't ready to come and by goodness me if there were going to be two of them i didn't want two of them you know want me feeds and i'll go back and i'll come back later yeah and, and i do think that this goes on yeah well in does that answer your question it, yeah Somehow? um yeah you've got three books now shirley ward all more or less to do with uh, how we deal with birth trauma and if we can heal that birth process then we can heal the earth and like that seems to me to be the general theme that it's bigger it's bigger than just having babies it's a big deal oh it's, massive it's, it's cosmic yeah it's but, massive. And this is why i brought fractals in yes, because the yes. fractals are the idea or the pattern yes, you know yes. of, of what happens in the cosmos right. and it also fits in with as above so below right this fits in with the medieval understanding yeah, yeah. so uh, what i want to ask you and and we've only got a few minutes left so i wanted to try and i know time flies um i wanted yeah. to get this this answer in because it's crucial to uh, for people who are interested in resolving issues with birth trauma and that for themselves <clears throat> and and their whole ancestral tree and that is that in your books, you have various case studies of mm. people who've gone through similar types of things. Mm. And you spell out those, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you spell out those case studies very effectively. And, uh, but what I want to know is, are there solutions? Like if somebody was to pick up your book, would they, found, would they find a solution to their own issues? Like if they were a, a, a twin who lost a, a a twin or whatever the circumstances might be in other words are there solutions there or as at this stage is it all conjecture or possibility i think the first solution is bringing it into consciousness yes super yeah it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that bringing yeah. it into consciousness whatever the problem is yeah and a lot of people have problems and they don't know what it is right if you pinpoint and focus what the problem is yes and then, perhaps, with my books, there is a historical place where this happened. Right, right. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's what's yeah. historical and physical and emotional. They're the three things. Yes. That, that's the solution. Right. Oh, this is what happened. Well, where did it happen? Because I don't know where yeah. it happened from. And but that could be the, begin the beginning of forgiveness then of self yeah. and others. Uh, yes, yes, and the healing of it. Yeah, yes. it's almost like the the Alcoholics Anonymous idea of admitting that, yes, I've got a problem, I'm an alcoholic, you know, and, and that's the really the first step. Well, I'm not sure what the steps are because of an eight-step program, but it, it's one of the crucial steps is to, as you say, bring it into consciousness and bring it into awareness. But you see so many people, when I start talking, say, Charlie, we've never heard of this. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard about it. And I say, well, there's not enough people doing it, you know. Yeah. It's not the sort of people have got lives and they've got so much to do. They're not going to worry about what happened to them in the womb. Yeah, yeah. That's gone, you know, but it hasn't. It's lived with them. It's there. 
yeah. How did you discover that, though, Shirley, yourself? Seems, so how did you discover that this is where things go back to? Like, how, how did you begin your work? Because like you just said, not a lot of people know about this. So how did you personally happen upon it? Um, I had problems. I've been in religious life and I thought, uh, and then I left and I thought, yeah, even God has rejected me. And so many of us, if we're not planned pregnancies, we feel rejected. And I, <laughs> and I met Alison and Frank Lake. And that's where it started. I was in terrible trouble. I couldn't walk. I had been told 50 years ago that I would end up in a wheelchair. And what I found when I went to one of the workshops at Lingdale in Frank Lake's Clinical Theology, uh, and it was Alison who was, was taking it, I found that the, the leg problem, I, I've had three operations on this knee, and I was 12 when I had the first one, when I had a um, cartilage removed. And what I found eventually was that it was in, it happened in the womb. My mother was so small and I was cramped up. I, I really cramped up and my knee, I, I couldn't move. And so the damage came out in the knee. Mm. And I worked a lot on stuff in the womb and really freed this leg up. I had a knee replacement when I was 57. I'm now 81. Wow. I'm doing fine and nobody's going to touch this leg again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where it was. I worked on myself uh, through Frank Lake, and then I became um, friendly with Frank from the point of view he shared everything with me. It's in my books. He, you know, he'd come with his ball, books and, and a board with all his patterns and all his charts and said, What do you think to this? Do you believe in this? Have you experienced this? And it went on and on. And he was training me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, of course, I had Alison, and when the two of us worked together, my God, we were dynamic. You were, you were indeed. And I, I miss her. I miss her terribly. Yeah, and I have first-hand experience of said, that. You know, yeah. don't, don't despair. Keep mm. going. Yeah. And then the Queen said, "Keep calm." <laughs> Think of England. Keep calm. Carry on. The Queen of England said, and I caught it. Keep <laughs> calm and carry on. And I thought, Liz, that's a blinking good birth script. Yes. Keep yes. calm and carry on. And if that's what the Queen Mother did when she carried the Queen and when the Queen right. had her four right. children, that's yes. good enough for me. <laughs> yes, good. Well, that's a wonderful note on which to leave this. There is so much more that we could talk about and so many more directions we could go on, but we're limited by time. And uh, <laughs> I want to ensure that our listeners and viewers are going to be able to get in touch with you, Shirley. Now, mm -hmm. they will, we will put a link all over the place for your books, The Fractals from the Womb, Healing Birth, Healing Earth, and and uh, Birth, Earth, Our Future. But if if somebody wanted to connect with you, you have a website, right? I have a website and my email is Shirley at ShirleyWard.org. Right, yeah. My website is ShirleyWard.org. Super. And Super. so they can contact yeah. me through them. Yeah, excellent. Easy. Okay, well, look, it's a joy as always. To be continued. Yes. Hopefully. As always. Thank you both very much. And enjoy Sedona. It's yeah. a oh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful place. We don't, are. Don't, leave it. We are. don't leave it too quickly, will you? <laughs> don't leave it too quickly. When this is, this no. is over. Okay. Yeah. Don't leave okay. Sedona too quickly. Thank you so much. We will <laughs> connect with you again soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless you both.
We hope you enjoyed that. We love speaking with Shirley Ward. There's no doubt she is a pioneer in what she does. Unfortunately, we were constrained by time. Otherwise, we could have gone in many different directions with that interview. But we hope what we did discuss was helpful to you. And if you want to get in touch with Shirley, simply connect with her through her website at shirleyward.org. Until next time, blessings from myself, Anu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.